0: The third episode of Better. I'm April Simons, and I'm so glad you're listening today. Hope you're having a great day so far. Hope your family's doing well. Hey, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, I wish you would. If you want to leave me a comment, I'd love to hear that as well. And you know what, together each week, we can work toward being better in every area of our lives. Today, I want to talk to you about the in-between places of life. I like to use the example of an Oreo cookie. Think about an Oreo. What makes it so special? Man, I've bought so many packs of Oreos in my life with all these kids. What makes it so special? What makes our kids keep eating more and more of them? Is it the two dry chocolate cookies on the outside? Or is it that amazing stuff, and sometimes double stuff, that's on the inside? It's what's in the middle, right? It's what's between those two Chocolate cookies. Because think about it. An Oreo without the stuff in between the cookies, it would just be two dry chocolate cookies. You may say, What in the world does an Oreo have to do with what you're talking about? Well, think about life. It's what happens in the in between places that says a lot about our lives. See, it's in the in between places where we experience the stuff of life. And how many of you know the double stuff of life? And it's in those places that we find out who we really are. We find out the good, the bad, and the ugly about ourselves, right? Let me break it down for you. I'm real practical. I like to make it practical. The in-between times. It's those times in our life when we're going from point A to point D. It's those times when we're between a rock and a hard place. or We're in that waiting place, right? Waiting for our breakthrough. Waiting for our miracle. Waiting for our kids to turn around. Waiting, waiting for our marriage to get better waiting for things to change. Or maybe it's simply waiting for the next season. The in-between times in all reality, that's where we're all in. It's that dash between the time we're born and the time we die. My dad was born August the 21st, 1921. He passed away on January 23rd, 1999. That dash in the middle... That represents his life. That's where his character was formed. That's where he, man, he made it through the hard times of life, the good times of life. That's where he formed that legacy that he instilled and put into my brothers and sisters and I. That's where it made him into the man that he was, which I happen to think he's one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. and I really do miss him. But that's, the, that's that dash that represents our lives. It's what makes our journey. It's what gets us to the place that we need to be, our destiny. You know, we all know God has a plan for our lives. The scripture says he has a future. He has a hope. He's thinking good thoughts about us. Thank God we serve a good God. But do you realize this? The enemy also has a plan for your life. He doesn't want you to have what God says you'll have. He doesn't want you to go where God says you'll go or do what God says you'll do. Now, that's not to scare you. We're to be aware of the enemy's schemes. And see, the, the truth is this, folks. There's a fight over how your story will end. And it's your destiny that Satan wants to keep you from stepping into. His greatest fear is your tomorrow. Now, let me show you in Scripture Why was Satan trying to kill Jesus as a baby? I mean, look, y'all, he had never opened the eyes of the blind. He hadn't healed the sick. He hadn't turned any water into wine or multiplied any loaves and fishes or fish, whichever one it is. (laughs) He cried and he acted like a normal child. See, Satan wasn't afraid of who Jesus was as a baby. He was afraid of who Jesus would become when he became a man. He wasn't afraid of what he was doing at the time. He was afraid of what he would do in his future. And he knew if he could stop Jesus as a baby, then he would never become a man. And if he never became a man, there would never be a crucifixion. And if there was never a crucifixion, there would not ever be a resurrection. See how he works? Now, let me bring it down to our lives. What he tries to do, he tries to get us down and distracted and frustrated with today so that we'll be too worn out and and too tired to make it to the future that God has in store. He wants to wear you down with the stuff of life, with the double stuff of life. He wants to steal your joy today, Mama. He wants to overwhelm you with life, Daddy. He wants you to begin to question, man, are these promises of God really true? (laughs) I know God said that He's going to see me through, but is He really? Does He know what I'm going through over here? And what happens, we begin to doubt, and, and our minds begin to be filled with worry. And you know what? I'm just going to be real with you. It's easy to worry. It's easy to get discouraged. But I want you to see, if you're not careful in those in-between places of life, we can be filled with more worry and doubt than we are filled with faith. Let me show you what I mean. See, worry says and focuses on this— I'll never get out of this. You know, I just think I'm in too deep. But faith, it rises up and it says, God is going to bring me through this. Or worry might say, you know, looking at your finances, I don't think I'm going to get the money that I need in time. I don't know how I'm going to pay rent. I don't know how I'm going to send my kid to college. But faith says this, God will provide all of my needs. See, faith activates God's power, not worry. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Let him have all your worries and cares, for he is always thinking about you. Man, that's good. We can stop right there. He's always thinking about you. Somebody might be thinking, you know, nobody's thinking about me. Everybody's forgotten about me. But you know what this scripture tells us right there? God is thinking about you. Not just sometimes, but always. He's always thinking about you and watching over everything that concerns you not just the big stuff, but the little stuff as well. See, that assures me that if I'm trusting in God and if you're trusting in God and we're doing our part, we're putting feet to our faith, then He will take care of us. You know, it makes me think of a story that I heard my dad tell so many times at Lakewood. It was about this Christian woman who was very strong in her faith and She was at a point in her life where she was struggling. She had lost her job, and she was struggling in her finances, and she had gotten to the point where she didn't even have groceries in her house. And the woman that lived next door to her was an atheist, and she would taunt her all the time and yell out across the yard, there's no such thing as God. And when that atheist found out that this Christian woman didn't have any food to eat, she oh, she taunted her all the more, where's your God now? Doesn't he care that you don't have any food to eat? <laughs> I love this Christian lady, y'all. She just stood on her porch and she raised her hands and she said, oh Lord, I thank you that you're going to provide me with food and groceries. and Lord, I thank you that you're going to open the eyes of this lady, <laughs> that she may see you and the provision that you're going to give me. Oh man, that made that atheist so mad. She stormed back into her room and She thought, I'm going to show that Christian lady once and for all that there's no such thing as God. (laughs) So you know what she did? She went to the grocery store, and she bought $1,000 worth of groceries. She bought above and beyond what any one person could ever need. She rushed back home, and she ran and placed all those groceries on the Christian lady's front porch, and then she hid behind the bushes. She's crazy, y'all. She waited there for that Christian lady to come back home. and Not not long after that, the Christian lady pulled up in her driveway, opened the car door, and saw all those groceries on her front porch, and she just dropped her purse right there, raised her hands, and she said, Lord, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for providing for me. Lord God, you're just so good. And that atheist woman jumped out from those bushes, and she screamed, God didn't give you those groceries. I did it. I told you there's no such thing as God. You shouldn't be thanking God. You should be thanking me. And that Christian lady, she just raised her hands right back up, and she finished her prayer, and she said, God, you were so amazing. Not only did you provide groceries, but you used the devil's money to pay for it. <laughs> I love that. Reminds me of the scripture, Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think. You know what? We serve a big God. So often He has a sense of humor, and I love that. You know, even though you may not see it or feel it, He is working behind the scenes. Now listen to this scripture, Philippians 2.13. It is God who is all the while effectually at work in you. Did you hear that? He is all the while working. See, He's lining up solutions. He's lining up things behind the scenes. He's getting things ready. He knows what you're going through, and He's already prepared a way of escape. Again, just because you don't see anything happening doesn't mean that God is not working. In those in-between times, you've got to bring the Word back up in your spirit. See, in those in-between times, quote James 5.11, God, I thank you that you care right down to the last detail. Or how about Isaiah 49, 16, God, you care so much about me. You have my name written in the palm of your hand. I think he has XOXO next to my name. (laughs) Or how about Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers me out of them all. See, there's no place that we are and God's not. Psalm 46, 1 says, he's our refuge and our strength in an ever-present help in time of trouble. Folks, don't ever think that God doesn't know exactly what you're going through. And He can get you out of the place that you currently are and into the place that you need to be. I know some of you listening might be going through something really hard. You might be facing something really hard right now. In fact, it might just be the hardest thing that you've ever had to face. I just want to encourage you, don't quit. Don't think that God has forgotten about you. Don't think you're being punished. Instead, you know what? Let your faith rise up and depend on God like never before. Act like He really is who He says He is, and He really can do what His Word says He can do. See, the in-between times, these are our times for growing. There are times to be better. There are times when we're going to look back and we're going to see how far we've come. And see, what's important to remember is this. These in-between times, it's not all about us. What do I mean? See, we are teaching our children how to act and believe in the difficult times of life. We're teaching them what to do when life happens. We're showing them what we really believe about God when the stuff of life happens. See, we have to realize every time we don't give up, we're teaching our children to not give up when life gets hard. Every time we get back up after falling down, we're teaching our children to be get-back-uppers. Every time we speak life during difficulty, we're teaching our children to speak life. Every time we show our children that we still love God and we still believe in Him during a challenge, you know what? We're teaching our children that when life gets tough, we run to God and not away from Him. I say it all the time. Inheritance is what we leave to someone. Legacy is what we leave in someone. You are leaving a legacy The way you are living in those in-between times right now, you're leaving that legacy into your children and into your grandchildren. So what am I saying? And what's my encouragement today? Stay faith-filled during these in-between times. Keep fighting. Keep praying. Keep pressing. Keep moving. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep trying. And man, by all means, keep living. This is your chance to grow and to become stronger and to become better. Remember this, folks. No storm ever lasts forever. The page will turn. A new chapter will begin. The in-between times. This is the part that matters. This is the good stuff. This is the God stuff. I like to say this. Sometimes we have to go through the blah season to get to the aha season. You know what? Your aha season is coming.